1: another edition of MLB DFS Quick Gears. This will be your Thursday, September 7th edition. We have an eight-game slate to break down as you get ready for the beginning of the NFL season. Patriots-Chiefs in Foxborough. Big, big stuff going on. Check out thesportsdgens.com at thesportsdgens. You have um, the two-point conversion NFL DFS podcast is out and about for your listening pleasure. You got the Saturday Edge with Doc and Companies. College football week two preview. You got Bench with Bubba with the Welsh talking prospects all over the place. Arizona following more. Around the Bases, episode 28 with myself and Mo. Tons of fun stuff there. Interviewed Taylor Blake Ward talking Angels and all of their recent transactions. Uh, the list goes on and on. There is tons going on. You got survivor picks from uh, Richard. We're going to have some NFL stuff coming up this morning as well. Lots to like, but let's get this MLB slate kicked off for you. Uh, it's a small 8-gamer. Your weather, slight chances in pitch between the Cubs and Pirates. Wind blowing out to the right, down the right field line in Cincinnati and the Mets. Uh, your totals, Cubs-Pirates 8, Phillies-Nationals 8, Reds-Mets 9, Marlins-Braves 9.5. Indians-White Sox, pretty good pitching matchup there. Kluber at, uh, get at Rodon. Kluber a minus 220 favorite on the road. 7.5 total there. Twins Royals 9.5, Cardinals Padres 8.5, and, and then you got John Gravers, Kershaw in L.A., Rockies Dodgers. Kershaw's a minus 300 favorite, and the total is 6.5. So lots going on. We've got some big, big arms to target up top, some interesting ones in the middle, and then we got some bats we're going to like. Weather hopefully stays good. There's some humidity on the East Coast. Stay safe, everybody. Another nasty hurricane about to hit the U.S., and it's just stuff needs to go away, but uh, let's check out our pitchers. you got two guys in the 13s, Kershaw 13-3, Kluber 13-1. Both really good stuff. Kershaw threw 70 pitches his last start. Hopefully that means he's good to go for 90 or more. He's been lights out. At home, on the road, almost 28 points either place. Doesn't matter. Uh, his one start against the Rockies. placed the Rockies four times this year, 28 Ks and 26 innings pitched. That includes Coors' starts, and he's still averaging almost 24 points a game. He's Clayton Kershaw. It's just a matter of how far is he going to go. He should go, I'd say, 90-plus, close to 100 pitches. We're not for certain. They have no reason to extend him. They are getting ready for the playoffs. They are going to win the National League West. They should get the best record in the National League. They need Kershaw in October. They don't care about our DFS lineups. I'd still have some Kershaw. He should be good to go, I'd hope. Even You saw even last time on 70 pitches, he threw like six shutouts, six or seven Ks are still outstanding. The Rockies strike out 24% of the time versus lefties. Kershaw's outstanding. I don't need to go through all his peripherals for you. But the Rockies' team total is only 2.1. I don't remember seeing one that low all year. Lefties, 308. Righties, 222. The Rockies do have some power against lefties. There's no in that. But uh, they're also not in Coors Field anymore. So Kershaw is a great play. And then you have Corey Kluber. 13-1 at the White Sox. I'm going to play Kluber more than Kershaw just because I know Kluber can go deep when he has to go deep. Uh, But I like them both a lot. It'll be pretty close to even shares for me, but I will use Kluber probably more, especially if I had to put a gun to my head. I'm going Kluber. The guy's just money. Basically 30 points or more in three straight starts against the White Sox this year. In three starts, 21 in the third innings, 29 strikeouts. He's averaging 30 points a start against the Chicago White Sox. Kluber, the Klubot, is outstanding. Um, 23.1% strikeout rate for the White Sox versus righties. Kluber striking almost 35% of the batters he's facing. A swinging strike rate of almost 16%. Ground ball rate of 46. He is insane. White Sox, 3.06 total. Lefties, 255. Righties, 233. So, Kluber, Kershaw, 1A, 1B. I'm going to go more Kluber than Kershaw, but honestly, you can't go wrong with either one. If they get hit, they get hit. They're both upper echelon pitchers. Probably... Two of the top three, four pitchers in all of baseball. And they're in really good matchups. can't go wrong with either. <laughs> Excuse me. That'll drop us down below 10000 We look at a guy who's priced up this week, which makes him a little scary to me. I'll be completely honest with you. I do not like this price tag. But on a slate like this, in a situation like this, you got to look at Lance Lynn. <laughs> He's $9,200 at the San Diego Padres. Uh, 23 points at the Giants, 22.4 at Tampa Bay. Um, the K's just haven't. Got, he had got eight K's at Tampa, but only four at the Giants, which kind of didn't make me happy, but we knew they didn't strike out a lot. He's facing a San Diego team, though, that does strike out over 25% of the time versus righties. Lens peripherals are all very good, and he's very, very good versus right handed bats. Padres team total 416. Lefties 357, but righties 244. Uh, he doesn't have the strikeout stuff like a Carlos Martinez, but you saw what Car- Carlos Martinez did, and, and a lot of lefties hit Carlos well. So he's got to navigate Salarte, Azuya Hay, Spangenberg, our usual suspects, but it's a righty-heavy lineup for the most part in San Diego. So if you want to go Lance Lynn, you can't completely ignore him. The price tag is high, so you're going to need Lance because he's been so low lately that you could accept the you know, 15 to 20-point excursions. Now we have to have the big boy start. We have to have Lance go 20 for sure points, preferably 25 or more. So keep that in mind when you're rostering, Lynn. But it is a great matchup in San Diego, a team which I always preface now because you've seen it, they can hit at times. But even Flaherty last night, somehow he's not striking guys out, which is mind-boggling to me because he's had he has such great strikeout stuff. But still, even in all that... He only gave up a solo home run to Solarte, pitched really, really well. Much better than his first start, much more like the guy I expected, much more like the guy we'll roster a lot the rest of this year. So, Lynn at 92 is in play, definitely in play. Next up, you got a guy like Tanner Rohr at 9K, who I have ranked ahead of Lynn tonight. Um, he's at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. I mentioned his last start at Milwaukee. I liked him, 29.6, seven innings, five hits, one earned 10Ks. In his last three starts, 10, 9, and 7 strikeouts, that's at Milwaukee, against the Mets, at Houston. Houston's a team that doesn't strike out a ton. 22-6, 26-5, 29-6, those are his last three starts. He's a very streaky pitcher, so you enjoy this while you can and and take it. He's facing Philadelphia, a young team that strikes out quite a bit, to the tune of almost 24% versus righties. It's got a ground ball rate of almost 49%, limits the hard contact, good strikeout rate, lots to like here. Third lowest total at 3.65. Again, the lefty's 3.57, righty's 2.58. So we'll probably have another cheap Nick Williams, which I told you yesterday was ridiculous. He went deep. This is the value we get in September. The last two nights have been beautiful. And if the pitching keeps holding up the way it does, it's not as deep as it is. Obviously, we only have eight games. But what, what, every night when I tell you we have those upside middle pack guys, and you can mix and match. Get all those bats, the value, the high, the lows. We can win some money in September. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Might not be big, big bucks, but we can win consistently in September. So a guy like Tanner Rourke at 9K is in place. So in this nine K range, I got Rourke one, Lance Lynn two. Now we drop into the sevens and we got a guy like John Gray. He is going up against Kershaw. He's a heavy, heavy dog. I said Kershaw was a minus three hundred favorite. But John Gray, $7,700 against the Dodgers, who we've noticed are not the Dodgers that are beating the snot out of the baseball. Taiwan Walker shut them down last night. Um, they have a great lineup. Uh, you're facing John Gray, who's since coming back from the DL, has been very, very good. You know, you had 12.5 at home against Arizona, but then at Atlanta, 26.7, at Kansas City, 18.8, at Miami, 8.8, at Washington, two eight at St. Louis, 14.5, at the Mets, 16.7 or minus sixteen seven. That was his first start back from the DL, though. We'll kind of put that with a grain of salt. He's even been really, really good at home. I just want to give you mainly his road starts because that's what you're going to be more worried about. But he's facing a Dodgers team that does have some decent lefty pop. that's definitely in play. Um, they strike out over 22% of the time versus righties. Gray's got the good numbers at 51% ground ball rate. Everything is in play for John Gray. 440 total, middle of the pack. Lefty's 346, righties 300. So there is always a possibility where the Dodgers wake up. That's never in question. It's just you've seen they're not there right now. So as a guy like John Gray, if you want to save some cash at 7,700, he's a good match with the Kluber. He's a good match with O'Rourke or Lynn. He opens up doors for you as long as he doesn't get blown up. Always possible. But he's in a very good spot versus Kershaw. Kyle Gibson, 7,500 bucks at the Kansas City Royals. There's always been hope that Gibson would find it. He's shown signs all throughout his career, just never really, really there. But in his last three starts, he's been very, very good. Twenty Ks, two walks in his last three starts. Five, seven, and eight. His ground ball. This he's always been a ground ball pitcher. Ten to two ground ball to fly ball. Ten to four. Ten to five. Those are ratios you love to see. It's home versus Kansas City, at Toronto, at the White Sox. He's going to be at Kansas City tonight. Twenty four five against them last time, and six shutout innings. He had twenty four 29. That's his last three starts. Been very. Very good. Facing a Minnesota or a Kansas City team, like we mentioned, strikes out a little over twenty percent of the time. Ground ball rate of fifty-two percent for for uh, Gibson. The K's have been up in these last three starts, as we mentioned. Kansas City does have the second highest total, four seven seven. They just left Detroit, where they crushed the baseball. They were smoking the baseball. So keep that in mind. Lefty's 378, righty's 358. That was obviously prior to the three game stretch. And we've seen Kyle Gibson throw great before and then come back and just go back to being a bad pitcher for like five starts. So it wouldn't surprise me if he gets beat up, but I do like the upside of Kyle Gibson, especially on this slate with limited options. And a lot of people will have the same statements I just had about, oh, it's Kyle Gibson, be very, very careful, which opens up ownership on a GPP gambling aspect to it. If you want to be risky, he will be a very interesting play, especially because in this price range, I feel more will go to John Gray than Kyle Gibson, but you never know. So in the 7Ks, Gray 1, Gibson 2. And then in the 6s, we have two options to take a look at. You got Trevor Molle, or Tyler Molle of the Cincinnati Reds at the New York Mets, he's 6700 bucks. young arm, uh, very wild arm. His last start was great at Pittsburgh, six innings, five hits, nowhere in zero walks, and three Ks for 15-3. Pre- start prior was at homers, Pittsburgh, five innings, four hits, three earned, four walks, five Ks. So he's he's a rookie arm. He's young. He's going to show you know issues at times. Facing the Mets, who do strike out quite a bit, not as much as they used to, surprisingly, but they do still strike out a lot around 20% of the time. Um, small, small, small samples with Molly, but it's almost 22% K rate. His walk rate's almost 18%. Ground ball rate on 64%. Like that's just two starts. That's what I said, 11 innings. So keep that with a grain of salt, big grain of salt. But, uh, Mets 447 total, but barely above middle of the pack. Lefty's 374, righty's three thirty-eight. Again, small sample there. So it's risky. It's very risky with Molly, but he's not a bad option. Below 7K to at least get you hopefully double digit points, and then if you want to get a little riskier, but the upside is huge, but the downside also is because he's facing the Cleveland Indians whose bats are fire. But I mentioned using Ronaldo Lopez yesterday, and it worked well. Six innings of like believe one run, but he only had two Ks because this is the caveat: the Cleveland doesn't strike out a ton. You Carlos Rodon who's coming off two rough starts against Tampa and then against Detroit at home. Prior to that against Minnesota, 28-1. Then we had a 15-1, you know, a 16, a 31-7, 26-2. That 26-2 was at home versus Cleveland. Six and two-thirds, six hits, one earned two walks, nine strikeouts. Back home against Cleveland tonight. uh, We'll look at Rodon, who does have a strikeout rate of 26%, swinging strike rate over 10, ground ball 44. So it's an interesting play. Cleveland's team totals 4-4-4, kind of a little above middle of the pack, Lefty's 311. Right, he's 342 versus Rodon. So it's, be careful. It's the Indians. But I like the gamble with him if you're not using Kluber. Match him with a Kershaw or someone else. Opens up some bats. He could get blown up. But we've seen Rodon. He's pitching much, much better, even against big competition, just not consistently right now. That's his big part. That's why he's priced so cheap. But remember, it was only a couple starts ago. Lance Lynn was in the low sevens and high sixes. So anything can happen, right, kids? But uh, in the 6Ks, I got Molley 1, Rodon 2. So recapping your pitching, we're going to go up top, Kluber 1, Kershaw 2. It's like 1A, 1B. I have no problem with either. I just have Kluber a little more confidence in than Kershaw, but I don't dislike either. In the 9Ks, I got Tanner Rourke 1, Lynn 2. In the 7s, I got Gray 1, Gibson 2. And in the bottom tier, Molley 1, Rodon 2. Let's dig into the bats. At the catcher's position, it's pretty bleak tonight. You got a guy like Yadi Molina. He's high price. He's 37, but he does hit lefties really, really well if you feel like paying up. You also got a guy like Alex Avila. 3,600. I keep giving you the caveat with that Avila. He's not raking like he once was, but you're facing a James and Tyon, who lefties do hit quite well. Uh, lefties 362, righties 337. You know, Grandal, I mentioned, lefties do hit Gray pretty well. He's 35. Jan Gomes, his lefties, well, he's 35 versus Rodon, but again, what risk are we taking? You can go to like Riamuto at 34 versus Newcomb. I don't hate that one, but catcher is really, really bad, especially if you want a cheap guy, like a Kurt Suzuki versus Dan Straley at 32 might be my more favorite low-priced option. Braves have a 4.72 total, that's fourth high as lefties 292, righties 321 versus Straley, so Suzuki at 32 is in play tonight. As you slide down some more, like a Tucker Barnhart at 31 versus Matt Harvey, I like a ton. So, like, if you don't want to pay up, start Suzuki Suzuki. Start with Barnhart at 31. You can go Hector Sanchez of the Padres. Use a left-handed bat versus Lynn. I'd rather have Barnhart than Sanchez, but Sanchez has more of the home run. Barnhart more. I can put a couple hits together and run into one. So, you look at those angles there. Other than that, below 3K, uh, you got guys like, wow, there's not much down here. Not much at all. We'll have to uh, maybe uh, uh, Jason Castro versus Gavaglio for Minnesota. He's 2,400. That's a decent punt option. You know, if Lobaton starts versus Nola, he's 24. I don't hate Nola tonight, by the way. I just, he's been really scuffling. I got to see a little more. The Nationals aren't the Nationals of old, but they can still wake up. So I'm not going to be going crazy towards them. But uh, yeah, Castro's probably my lowest guy there. Take a look at the lineups. Maybe some random will pop up on a Thursday. First base where we are loaded, Joey Votto versus a guy like Matt Harvey. Let's hope it's Harvey because he got scratched yesterday. It was supposed to be Malone, then it ended up being Gesellman. So, like, my Reese Hoskins playing stuff weren't as exciting as they would have been versus Malone. Well, they got Harvey penciled in now at 56. Um, so, Votto at 5,600 is a lock and load. You got a guy like Rizzo at 53 versus Tyon. not bad at all. He's uh, been kind of quiet lately. He's still averaging 10.3. His last 10, but his last three, two, zero, and zero. So, keep that in mind with Rizzo. I love Votto today, but you can't sleep on Rizzo. Freddie Freeman, 48, at home for Straley isn't bad. Bellinger at 47 is not bad either. You slide down to a guy like Er, uh, Encarnacion if you're going to fade Rodon or Hosmer if you're going to fade Gibson at 45 and 44, respectively. Uh, They're facing good pitchers, but if you want to fade, I don't blame you. I'm still looking at Votto up top. And then you can slide and slide and slide to a guy like Jose Martinez, Of the St. Louis Cardinals, he's priced all the way up to forty-two hundred bucks. Now he's uh, first base outfield eligible. He's got tremendous power, especially against left-handed pitchers. People finally realized that when they saw him take wood deep twice on, or he had at least one, he had two homers that game facing Richard at forty-two hundred in play. There, Uh, St. Louis lefties three twenty, righties three seventy-five versus Clayton Richard. So Jose Martinez is in play at forty-two as he slide down some more. Uh, when it comes to Adam Lynch, no, we're not going to go there. Like, again, uh, Alex Avila's 36 here. Matt Adams at 35. If you want to get a little different for you. Other than that, like, Kenneth Vargas at 33 versus Gavaglio. If you really want to punt, you can. A guy like Dominic Smith at 2,900 versus Molly. I don't hate that. Uh, I'm not Because we know Molly can get hit. So, Smith at 29 could be a nice value option for you. Other than that, check the lineups and see what pops up. Second base, Jose Ramirez at 54. Throw Don Ramirez switch hitting, hitting, hitting everything. So if you want to go there, I have zero problem with that. Doger's been playing pretty well. But Scooter Jeanette at 46 versus Matt Harvey is great. Cincinnati is a lock and load for me tonight. Uh, team total, 4.53. Lefty's 377. Righty's 310. So Jeanette at, third, at 46 is great. I wish it was at home. But even on the road, I don't mind them. Go to a guy like Ian Happ at 43 versus Tyon, at second base outfit eligible. Struble Cabrera at 42, second base shortstop. I like both of those. Paul DeJong at 4,100, second base shortstop versus Clayton Richards. So I like all three of those. Happ, Cabrera, DeJong, 43, 42, 41. All really good plays uh, in this uh, lower 4K range at second base. You scroll and you scroll and you scroll. You guys are like Chris Taylor at 38 aren't horrible versus John Gray, but I'm not looking to fade him. Cesar Hernandez at 37 versus Tanner Rourke, I like, if you're not using Rourke. Again, Solarte's 34 versus Lance Lynn. He is in play. Adrián has been playing pretty well for Minnesota. We've been playing him a lot when he was low priced. Now he's up to 3300 bucks. He's second base shortstop, 23 points yesterday. Like, he's not lighting the world on fire. 23, 0, 2, 0, with an 8, 5, 31. He's been playing better than usual. He's thirty-three hundred bucks against the likes of uh, Gavaglio for Kansas City. Gavaglio is nothing too crazy. Twins four-seven-three total lefties three thirty-six, righties three eighty versus Gavaglio. Farther down you go, you got like Listellas thirty-three, but he was his little hot streak seems to cool down quite a bit. Azuya hey thirty-one versus Lynn for some savings. I'm not looking to to target Kluber. If you want to get White Sox, you know you got Yulmer Sanchez, you got Moncada, you got Hanson, the threes and thirty ones, but that's not my bag, as they say. I'm not looking to go there. But like a Max Moroff, he's second base shortstop at 2,900, switch hitter versus uh, Lester. Don't hate that one as a punt play. I'm looking to fade Lester tonight. I know he can be great. He's been so ups and down lately, and we were we were on Pittsburgh. A few like about a month or so ago when they blew him up in Chicago. Not saying they're gonna blow him up tonight, but I do like the upside there. And we'll scroll down to one of my favorites, still, still crazy, stupid, underpriced. But Ozzy Albies batting second, switch hitter hitting well, uh, 2200 bucks for Stan Australia That's your punt, that is your punt, probably the entire slate, but one of your top punts of the slate, definitely at second base. Ozzy Albies, 2200 is not right. Third base, you got Jose Ramirez, we do like that. Freddie Freeman at 48. Uh, you go down more like Justin Turner at 4K is in play. Moustakis is day-to-day, but he's 39. If you do want to fade Kershaw, or if you just want a one-off Arenado at 39, you're getting a hell of a discount facing Clayton Kershaw. So keep him in mind. You got a Jose Reyes, who's been playing well and actually stealing a couple bases. He has five steals in his last ten games. He's averaging eleven point eight his last ten. He had ten points last night. He's thirty eight hundred bucks. He's sourced up third base eligible. That could be a nice play against Mole. He's been leading off a lot lately. The Mets have that four four seven total. Lefties three seventy four. Righties three thirty eight. Again, small sample there. But what I want to look at the total, the overall in that game. Reds Mets totals nine. So we love the the uh, the Reds, but you can't completely sleep on the Mets. I I like Molle to get you a decent start, but I don't see him shutting them down. So keep that in mind. Uh, a guy like Eduardo Escobar at 37 has some upside 24 more points yesterday's, averaging uh, 11.2 his last 10 games. Uh, seven extra base hits, three triples and three homers in that 10-game stretch. So that's in play. A guy like David Friese versus Lester at 35, not the most ideal play, but definitely worth the look. Eugenio Suarez versus Harvey at 35. That'll be sneaky because everyone will look at the righty-righty and the look elsewhere, but he is in play. A guy like uh, Spangenberg at 35, or Rayo Ruiz, he's 3,200 for the Braves at third base for Straley as a, as a cheaper, you know, somewhat punty option. Then you dig down deeper, like a D-trick, it's lefty-lefty, but he's 2,800. Lefties and righties both hit Newcomb pretty well uh, on the season if you want to really get to the numbers. Miami's got the highest total of 4,78. Lefties and righties both hit 3,42 off Newcomb. So if you want to go there, you can. We got JP Crawford, he's 2,600 versus Roark. This might be a good night to use him as a punt. Uh, Lefty's 357, righty's 258. So Crawford's third base shortstop eligible at 2,600 bucks, his left handed bat. He's only played a couple games. He's one for seven with a run scored and three strikeouts in his first two games. Interesting spot there. I wish they had him higher up in the order, but they don't. And then Sean Rodriguez is 2K, he's third base outfield eligible. First, John Lester and Rodriguez. That's what he's there for is to hit lefties. So keep him in mind at 2,000. So you got him at 2,000, Crawford at 26 as your punts, and then some other options there. Shortstop, Lindor at 51. We do like him better against lefties than righties, so keep that in mind. Trey Turner at 49 is not bad. Cozart at 45 is sneaky. Polanco at 44. I like a ton versus Gavaglio. Definitely in play there. Dribble Cabrera at 42. Zajon at 41. We mentioned them already. Both very solid plays. Mentioned Jose Reyes already at 38. He's another very solid play as well. Eduardo Escobar at 37. Lots to like here at shortstop, especially if you don't want to go up top. If you want to go below 4K. There are good options. You got the likes of is uh, actually swinging it well at 32 if you want to be contrarian. Second base shortstop, 3,200 bucks versus uh, Harvey. He went deep yesterday for 23 points. He's averaging 7.2 with four steals. In his last 10 games, get on, steal a bag. He makes his value at 32. He'll be really, really low owned. So keep Peraza in mind as a contrarian angle tonight. Because a small slate might want to be a little extra weird. Trevor Story, he's 3K. He does like his lefties. We like him much more in Coors than on the road. And it is Kershaw. So be careful. But he is 3K if you want to be contrarian. Max Moroff, again, twenty eight hundred bucks. mentioned him. But Freddie Galvis, only 2800 is a very good play versus Tanner Roark. Back in second, continues to play very, very well. Uh, he's not as well, like five points on average his last 10. He was streaking for us, but still a good play. J.P. Crawford 26, mentioned him. And then we'll check lineups and see what else we have to offer. Let's head to the outfield and wrap her up. You got Giancarlo's 5,500 versus Newcomb. That's a yes. Buxton versus Gavaglio at 52 is very enticing. Cody Bellinger at 47 against Gray. You got Reese Hoskins, 46. Eddie Rosario at 44 versus Gavaglio is a very nice nice play there. You got Schwarber at half, 44 and 43. I do like half a lot in this matchup. You got Ozuna at 42. Loves his lefties. Then again, Jose Martinez of the Cardinals, 42 versus Richard. Solid play there. Slide it down to Austin Jackson, who does love his left. He's 4,100 versus Rodon. Christian Yellick, Coward Kendrick. Starling Marte, 4K versus Leicester. I like that quite a bit. Uh, Fowler, no. And just, no. McCutcheon is okay at 38. He's just he's quieted down after that really, really good stretch there. I'd probably pay elsewhere. If he was a little cheaper, I'd really think about it. At 38 against Leicester. It's not horrible by any means, but it's still there. The Grandy Man, 38. Some of the guys I do like, Marcakis at 38 versus Straley. The The Braves are very, very live. Yeah, Gritschik at 38 versus Richards a nice play. Kepler at 37. I like all these plays right here in this range. And Ciarte at 37. Uh, Odobel Herrera at 36 for Tanner Rourke. Not a bad play there at all. Shebler at 35 versus Harvey, getting some nice savings. So some nice stuff here in this 38 to 35 range to look at tonight. A guy like Harris Bader, he's up to 3,500, hitting at the top of the order does hit lefties well. He's from the right side. So, Harris Bader at 35 for the Cardinals. Definitely in play uh, in this one. Got Piscotti at 35. I'll take Bader, but they're both worth a look in the matchup. Grossman at 34 versus Gavaglio. He's back. He's hitting. He went deep the other day. Let's keep him in mind. Jose Perella and Margot at 34 He's their righties. Lynn does do well versus righties, so be careful. A guy like diaza he's only 3,400. When he plays, he gets towards the top of the order. So he could be a lower-priced option for you. The farther down we go, Brandon Nemo is up to 3,200. He's been playing decent at a couple sack flies yesterday. He's averaging 8.3 his last 10. Young kid, talented kid, and just needs to figure it out. So maybe he's slowly getting there in this time. 3,200 for Nemo. Again, Greg Allen, if he starts for Cleveland, he's 3,100. He's a switch hitter, lots of speed if he gets on base. Yandy Diaz, 31 as a punt, isn't horrible either. But a guy like Matt Kemp's only 31 versus Dan Straley. I like that a ton. That's just too cheap for Matty Boy. Uh, Zobris is 3K versus Tyon if you want to punt. Hope he wakes up for a night. That's not a bad play because the upside is there with Zobi. Below 3K, though, you got like Verdugo's 28. Uh, t- t- Ian Desmond's only 28 versus Kershaw if you want to punt with uh, punt gamble, GPP style Nick Williams, he's up to 2700 he's moved up from 21 still too cheap, 2700 batting third Nick Williams is a very good punt if you're not using Tanner Rourke, I don't care if he goes 0 for These are for, you gotta look for upside below 3k and Nick Williams just spits upside, Jordan Luplow batted second yesterday for the Pirates he has averaged 6 points his last 10 games, he's 2500 versus Lester so another punt option there Uh, the rest we might have to wait for lineup block Sean Rodriguez 2k which I mentioned yeah the rest we'll have to see what the lineups bring so there you go eight game slate broken down you got all your bats your pitching recap Uh, Kluber Kershaw 1a1b I'm a little higher on Kluber than Kershaw but can't care which one you use because they're both great in the 9ks Rourke 1 Lance Lynn 2 in the 7s Gray 1 Gibson 2 In the 6 is Molle 1, Rodon 2. Let's look at the BVP and Cinder on home. Uh, Daniel Murphy, 7 for 18 with with 3 doubles, a triple, and a homer off Nola. Worth, 7 for nineteen, two homers. Rendon has taken him deep as well. Odebel Herrera, 9 for 24, 3 doubles off Tanner Roark. Freddie Galvez has a double and a homer. Cesar Hernandez, 6-for-22, it's 274 average. Josh Bell, 3-for-4 with a homer off Lester. Chris Stewart, 3-for-7 with a homer. Jordy Mercer, 6-for-19, two doubles and a homer. McCutcheon, double, triple, and two homers. Sean Rodriguez, three doubles and two homers. Got Javi Baez, 5-for-7 with two doubles and a homer off tie-on. Anthony Rizzo, 6-for-11 with a double and two homers you get down to Zach Cozart, 6-for-11, two doubles and a homer off Harvey. Votto, 5-for-12 with a homer. Freddie Freeman, 3 for free with a homer off Straley. Markakis is taking him deep as well. Uh, Jose Abreu, 13-for-40, two doubles and four homers versus Kluber. If you want to get contrarian, these are, that's an option for you. They have a couple of decent guys, but That's that's your kicker right there. Austin Jackson, 5-for-9 versus Rodon. Jose Ramirez, 5-for-15 with a double and a triple. Santana, 7-for-21, two doubles. Lindor's taking him deep. Drew Butera, 6-for-9 with a homer off Kyle Gibson. That's an intriguing play if he's playing. Paulo Orlando, 8-for-13, two doubles. Mustakas 10-for-28, two doubles and a homer. Gordon, 10-for-34, two doubles and a homer. Escobar, 12-for-37, two doubles. Uh, Salvi Perez taking him deep twice. Salvi, big Wednesday, double thong. Buxton, 2-for-2 two two with a double and a homer off Gabaglio. Escobar's taken him deep as well. Uh, da, da, da. Steven Piscotty, 2-for-2 two two with a homer off Richards. Molina and Carpenter have taken him deep as well. Ethier, Trace Thompson, Seeger, Adrian Gonzalez, and Jock Peterson have all taken John Gray deep. Corey Seeger isn't even playing, so it doesn't matter. Gerardo Parra, 12 for 36, three doubles, a triple, and a homer, a 333 average off Kershaw. Arenado, 14 for 45, three doubles, two homers. Blackman's got a double, triple, and a homer, hitting 267. Lemayhu, 14 for 49, 286, three doubles. Cargo's got a double and two homers. Interesting BVP there if you want to be contrarian. Go make a White Sox-Rockies uh, lineup, see how that works out. If they hit, oh my God, you'll make all the monies, but... If it hits, is the million-dollar question there. So there you have it, your eight-game slate. Watch the weather. For the most part, it looks good. Stay safe, you guys down there in Florida and the Lower East Coast, Southern East Coast area. Eight-game slate. Check us out, thesportsdjens.com, at thesportsdj. Check me out on Twitter, at BDNTrick, to help you with your needs. Check out the Sports dgens. tons going on. You got your NFL DFS podcast, two-point conversion with myself, Bucks, and James from Roto, uh, rotodaily.com. Uh, we have... Bench with Bubba, episode 54 with the Welsh. We have Around the Basis, episode 28, me and Mo. We have College Football, Saturday Edge, Podcast Week 2 with Doc and Company is out and about with good stuff there. Are tons going on. Survivor from Richard. Check it all out. But more importantly, good luck on your eight-game slate tonight. Enjoy the opening night of NFL Chiefs at Patriots. And I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.